This podcast was originally on my Strang Report podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. It was so good and so timely, I wanted to share it on the God Trump 2020 election podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to this very special edition of my podcast. We have been talking a lot lately about COVID-19. In fact, I've been talking about it since February, and if you check out my podcast, you'll see that in February, I was doing podcasts talking to Chinese uh, leaders, or one leader in particular, who was saying that the Chinese government was lying about COVID-19. We found out later that was true, and also saying as far back as February 12th, you can check out my podcast, uh, Frank Media was giving me this information, and we had a hard time tracking it all down, so we reported what we could, and as time has passed, uh, some of the things that were brought up, and what I did was I would, I would say what was speculation and what was real. So even on the speculation, I would say, isn't it interesting that these reports are coming out of China? And of course, we have to check them out. And one of them was that the virus did not come from a wet market. It actually came from a, a, a bio lab of some kind in which they study uh, viruses. And now we're finding out more and more about it. And it's very sinister. And I'm very concerned about this because it's actually a part of a bigger picture of how globalists who are wanting to control our lives often through socialism, which is basically government just running everything. They're using this pandemic, but uh, people are beginning to speak out. And on one hand, uh, we're seeing that the social media people are censoring this. Right now, my podcasts are a little bit under the radar screen, so I haven't been censored. So I'm getting out the word the best I can. And in my job, of course, I keep up with this. I wrote a book called God, Trump, and COVID-19, in which I document a lot of these things. I wrote it during the month of April, so of course a lot of the information is old. Uh, A lot has happened since then, but the fact is that COVID is still around, yet there are several things that we know. We know it's not nearly as bad as they said, and we know that the death rate is a whole lot smaller than they feared. It is not the bubonic plague that wiped out a third of Europe a couple of times uh, during history. It is not that bad at all. Now, I don't have all the statistics in front of me, but it's much, much less. Yet, why are people so afraid? It's because the authorities are trying to make them afraid. In fact, there's an entire school of research within public health on how to frighten people. It's known as fear appeal. It's based on the premise that to successfully implement a public health measure, you must first highlight a threat. And to work, the threat must be made personal so that people fear for their own safety. Next, you need to give people something immediate to do that will set them on the path of cooperating with the plan in its entirety. So for COVID-19, pandemic includes not leaving your house, wearing a mask, staying six feet apart, closing certain businesses, keeping children home from school. By adding confusion in the mix, you bring an individual from fear to anxiety, a state of confusion in which you can no longer think logically in this state. You are 
easily manipulated. Eventually, when the fear and anxiety are great enough, desperation sets in, at which point people are willing to do just about anything to get relief. Now, this information is coming from Dr. Jar Joseph Mercola. He's got one of the most uh, popular health sites on the Internet. Um, it's one that my wife reads regularly, and I read occasionally. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. I think he can be trusted, and he's trying to blow the whistle on this by showing that there's a certain amount of fear-mongering regarding the pandemic. And uh, he interviewed Dr. Peter Bregan, that's spelled B-R-E-G-G-I-N, a psychiatrist who has written more than a dozen best-selling books on psychiatry and the drug industry. He's frequently referred to as the conscious conscience of psychiatry because he's able to successfully reform the psychiatric profession, abolishing lobotomies and other harmful experimental psychosurgeries. And in the last year, according to Dr. Mercola, he's homed in on COVID-19 and the fears around it. And he started by researching the history of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has been the face of the coronavirus task force set up by President Trump. And, you know, in a lot of ways, Dr. Fauci is very well respected. I write about him quite a bit in my book. By the way, you can get my book on Steve Strang Books. Dot com And it's still an interesting read. It's a quick read. It's only 125 pages, and I urge you to get it. But, you know, we have reason to believe that Dr. Fauci is actually part of the problem. And, um, you know, I've got this article in front of me, and I don't want to read it word for word, of course. I'll, when I write about this, I'll put a link to where you can go and get it yourself, or you can just go on uh, mercola.com and, uh, you know, find it for yourself. But, you know, here's the, here's the basic thing. You know, China is behind this. You have to wonder about them developing a virus that can bring the world to its knees. Now, right now, uh, we don't know if it was on purpose or if it was an accident. I think everyone is assuming it's an accident, unless there's proof otherwise. But um, it's... it's it brought the world economy to its knees. There are still some countries where there are shutdowns, and there are governors in our country that want to have shutdowns. Uh, you know, they say there's a spike. I'd like to know where the spike is, because where I live, uh, you know, some people say there's a spike. But, you know, it's also from very small numbers. You can have very small numbers, and then the numbers can double, and that's a significant spike, but it's still very small numbers. And also, we're finding out that the death rate is very, very small, especially um, for younger people. And for children, it's almost non-existent. Are there some deaths? There have been a couple. But there are deaths from the common flu. But it's hard to get exactly the right information. It's hard to get the statistics. You know, they're gathered by many different people and Put, pulled together different ways. Some people say the glass is half full. Other people say it's half empty. Who do you know what to believe? But there's reason to believe that the coronavirus deaths are exaggerated. Uh, for one thing, hospitals get, if I remember the number correctly, $38,000 for every COVID death. So there's an incentive to call anything 
that has COVID-like symptoms, a COVID death. And somebody sent me a funny meme. It's a picture of a of a uh, attorney pointing his finger at the jury and saying something to the effect of, yes, um, it's true. My client murdered him in cold blood, but the death certificate lists the cause of death as COVID-19 or something like that, which just kind of shows how ludicrous it is. And I mean, there's all kinds of examples of, you know, where people's deaths were listed as COVID-19 and really weren't. The only reason I say that is there's reason to have a certain amount of skepticism in the numbers. And even so, the numbers are very small. The last time I checked, which was a few days ago in the state of Florida, fewer than 3% of the people in Florida have ever gotten the virus. Ever. That's not today. That means going all the way back to February or March. 3% is a very small percentage. So, um, you know, you can go in a group of 100 people and there's, you know, even though we have masks and stay apart, you know, probably only 3% of the people have even had it. And probably nobody right now has it. The problem is that people can have the virus and be contagious a couple of days before they have symptoms. Once they have symptoms, of course, they should self-quarantine until they're better. Um, but this is the only pandemic in history where the healthy have been quarantined. And what's happened is the politicians now have made it a political issue. And if you'll notice that it is the leftist politicians, all of them being Democrats, of course, because the Democrats have become very, very left-wing. Not all Democrats are like that, but they've been kind of taken over by the left-wing. And they use this public health safety to shut down churches and to limit our freedoms. Uh, last week, in a couple of states, California and Oregon, I believe, actually said that people should not be having Thanksgiving dinner or only with a very, very small number. Here in the state of Florida, where I live, our Governor Ron DeSantis is doing a good job. Everyone's very careful. But I was even able to get permission to take my 92-year-old mother, who is very, very frail, home for Thanksgiving dinner with the family. Um, They're very careful in her, her assisted living home, and I'm glad they are. <laughs> if coronavirus gets in there, it'll spread like wildfire. Uh, and that's actually what happened in New York State, where Cuomo sent infected people back to these facilities and told the facilities they had to take them in. New York State, which is about the same population as Florida, has had significantly more deaths, even though their, the, their population of the elderly is much smaller because, you know, so many people come down here to retire. So I'm just giving you this as uh, information about the fact that we need to be uh, skeptical. And then what's happened now is that the globalists who are wanting to, they're saying they're wanting to do the Great Reset, which is basically have, you know, the government more and more control of our lives with the idea that, oh, we're keeping people safe. The fact is, there is a threat, but it's not nearly as bad as they're saying. And here's something that Dr. Mercola quoted Dr. Bregan as saying, unless people are terrified, 
they won't agree to such freedom-robbing edicts as shutting down businesses, draconian stay-at-home orders, and so forth. This is a well-known fact. There's an entire school of research within public health known as fear appeal. It's a euphemism for scaring people to death. That's how you appeal to them. And it's a very long-standing field of research. And they go on to say that you've got to do something to get people to cooperate. You know, this concept has actually been used in other totalitarian governments like Communist China, North Vietnam. But even in America, the principles are the same. They're about politics above everything else. It's quite astounding. So that public health becomes something that is perfectly usable by the most extreme totalitarianism. On top of this, it's extraordinary that wealthy and powerful people and organizations see it as a kind of cooperative but competing group that that uh, actually welcome communist China. And what Dr. Uh, Mercola is saying is that the powerful elites in politics and also the big uh, pharmaceutical companies and the big, you know, the big tech companies, they want to do anything to consolidate power, and they don't care about the little people. And there's, and these people exist in many countries, not just in the United States. And actually, what they did, and it's, it's people like uh, Dr. Fauci who've done it, is they actually welcome China to kind of be a part of this global thing. And uh, Dr. Mercola says, once they invited communist China into their circle, China became a big, big player, along with these world predators, and they let each other be until Trump came along. No major figure stood up and said, no, we're going back to the way things used to be. I'm putting this on my guy Trump in the 2020 election podcast partly because it ties into the election in that they have all these fears that tied into the election. You know, a lot of people were scared to go to the polls and they use this as a reason to have mail-in uh, ballots. And, you know, I followed this in the news and it's hard to really know who's telling truth and, and who's fake news. But, I mean, they're uh, in one state, I heard them talking about it. I need to research it, but... Uh, more ballots were returned than were sent out, which means that somebody was counterfeiting them somewhere. And uh, this is just very, very serious, uh, the fraud that's happened. And it's all tied into this pandemic. Um, I personally think that it's time to get back to normal. Of course, we want to be careful. We don't want people dying. But the fact is that people die of the common flu. My friend, Pastor Ron Murthy, who's only a, a couple of weeks older than I am, died in 2019. I was shocked. I assumed that he had a stroke or a heart attack. And when I inquired, he had died of the common flu. He got sick, and instead of getting better, he got sicker and sicker until after a while, his organs were shutting down. This is what they explained to me. I'd never heard of anybody dying of the common flu. I mean, anybody I knew personally. And, um, you know, we have all kinds of risk. I was talking to someone recently, and every time we get behind the wheel of our car, we run the risk of being killed before the trip is over. 
but it's a risk that we take because we want the freedom to move around. We could eliminate all traffic deaths by grounding all automobiles, but think what life would be like if we couldn't get around, um, you know, with the transportation that we're accustomed to. So, you know, I could say a whole lot more about this. In fact, I'm going to do several podcasts about this. There seems to be a great deal of interest in it, uh, especially having to do with the election. I did a podcast about a week ago called We're Not Listening to Negative Reporting. And that podcast has been listened to 153,000 times so far. And you, want, you may want to check it out. And it's, part of it's because it goes viral. You know, most of my podcasts, the small ones get a, a couple of thousand and the bigger ones get 50,000. And this, of course, is an outlier. It's one of the biggest podcasts I've ever had. So I know there's a lot of interest in this. It tied into uh, what was happening with the election and the fact that some people were saying that we should just accept Joe Biden as the president-elect, and I was saying I didn't believe that. Um, you know, this election is not over. So when I came across all this inf interesting information about COVID, I wanted to share about it. So later on, I'm going to talk about the biology of fear, the psychology of learned helplessness, some of the anecdotes antidotes that we have to corruption, and those are simple things such as reason, love, and liberty. And, you know, common people like us have got to speak up. We are not getting the right information. Our, the elites, as we have started calling them, are lying to us in many, many instances. Um, I'm also going to talk about how there's almost a scam in terms of reporting the number of deaths. I kind of uh, referred to that earlier, but I'm going to come back and report some of this stuff. And why am I doing it? Well, we're alternative media. And um, even though my podcast is about experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, which I believe should be normative in the life of every human and certainly of every Christian, I mean, I believe that every human needs to accept the Lord and be led by the Holy Spirit. Of course, that's not going to happen. It's not going to be everyone, but I believe that's the case. And of course, we have to be salt and light. So this is my way of being salt and light, to talk about these issues, to try to reassure Christian people, don't be so afraid. Uh, most of the Christians I know um, are ready to go back to church, you know, they take the precautions that our authorities asked us to do, such as wearing masks. I have this nice University of Florida mask that I'll show on Facebook Live <laughs> that I wear uh, when I need to. But, you know, they, they can see that the government is using this, especially the left, to suppress religious liberty, and we've got to stand up for it. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? And um, we've got to stop the trend that has started and my doing podcasts like this is my way to contribute to this. So with that, I'll wrap this up. I'll thank you for listening, ask you to share this with others. Uh, we'll put this, of course, online. I will have links there where you can read some of these articles um, yourself, or you can Google Dr. Joseph Mercola, uh, M-E-R-C-O-L-A, 
and uh, check out some of it yourself. There are other sites as well. There's some very, very serious things. I listened to a podcast yesterday in which they were uh, had an interview with General Flynn about some of the serious, serious things that are happening with the CIA. I would love to be able to interview Dr. Flynn. I may figure out a way to report some of the things that I found out. So uh, tune in again tomorrow. And until then, say thank you for listening and God bless you. I'm back in the studio and I wanted to share with you about my latest book, God, Trump, and COVID-19. When the lockdown happened in March, everything changed. We didn't know exactly what was happening. Some of us even thought it was kind of like the bubonic plague. And in that setting, I wrote a book in just three weeks to talk about the COVID itself, about its origins in China, and about how it would affect the election. We didn't really have any idea how it would be politicized, and here all these months later, we're still dealing with this, even though only 2 or 3% of the population have even been infected, and most of those have survived. You want to get a copy of this book on my website, stevestrangbooks.com. You can also find the other books that I have written. I think you'll find them interesting. Every book you buy on stevestrangbooks.com is signed by the author. That's me. And I write these books to minister to you, to use my perspective as a Christian journalist, being objective but doing it from a spiritual and godly worldview instead of the secular, godless worldview that most of the media in this country have. So thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for checking out my book. I really do think that you'll enjoy God, Trump, and COVID-19 at stevestrangbooks.com. 